Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music in the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. This is episode number five. I want to thank everyone that's been listening to these podcasts. We have over 300 people that have tuned in to the podcast that I've made thus far. And I want to thank each and every one of you. Like it, share it, comment. It's not about lifting me up. This is about lifting up the name of Jesus and bringing my generation more understanding of the word of God. So believe it or not, I'm not only helping you, I'm helping myself because as I'm teaching you, I'm teaching myself. So today we're going to deal with tithing. Should we tithe? Uh, was tithing in the law? Uh, if, it's, if it was in the law, why we have to do it? Uh, is it a commandment? You know, that type of stuff. So basically, I'm going to have some questions that I figure people have in their mind and we're just going to answer them with scripture. So we're just going to jump right into it. No sense of wasting no time. I only got 30 minutes. So let's do it. So tithing. So let's deal with what is tithing. You know, and right now, before I even go on, if you know somebody needs to hear this, send this to them. Either tag them in it or you can uh, text it to them, whatever, whatever you have. But if you want something to go viral, let this go viral because we deal a lot of with, we deal real badly with money in the church and how the preachers are stealing the money and all that type of stuff. So we make stuff like that go viral. You know what I'm saying? Well, I gave, you know, my cousin gave a thousand dollars then my mom needed foot surgery and then the church wouldn't even give her a thousand dollars back. See, we're quick to put little stuff out there like that. But when it comes to some practical understanding of what God says in the Bible, not what your opinion says, but what the God, what God says in the word of God, we don't want to share that. So let's dig into it. What is tithing? So let's define what a tithe, T-I-T-H-E is. Tithe simply means tenth. A tenth of your income. A tenth of your income. So 10% of your income. So if you make $1,000, 10% of $1,000 is $100. Okay, that's what a tithe is. You can find that in Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30 which says a tenth of the produce of the land where the grain or fruit is the Lord's and is holy. So not only is the tithe 10%, but the Bible says that God looks at the tithe as holy. Now the Bible says that God is holy. He's a holy God. And he looks at that 10%, that tithe as holy. That's something to keep in mind. What is the tithe used for? What, you know, we tithe, but what is it used for? What is it supposed to go towards? Okay, in the Old Testament, the tithe was used to support the priest. Numbers chapter 18, verse 20 and 21. It says, Then the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, nor shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. Behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform, the work of the tabernacle of meeting. So the tithe was used to support the priest. 
okay yes this is old testament but just stay with me the tithe was used to support the priest okay so we're gonna build this build from here so the tithe is a 10 percent of your income according to leviticus 27 verse 30 the tithe is holy okay so with that the tithe is holy and it was used to support the priest gotcha verse not verse but next question does god need need our tithe you know is god is he you know is heaven going on hard times you know does god got to pay a light bill or one of the angels wings need fixing you know all them type of questions no no question answers no god does not need our tithe okay well he doesn't need it and he doesn't need it because of psalms chapter 50 verses 10 through 12 which says for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills i know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine if i were hungry i would not tell you for the world is mine and all is fullness and that's 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 powerful he said, if I was hungry, I'm not going to tell you because how are you going to provide for me? I'm the provider. So that's the question. No, you don't need the tithe because everything belongs to him. The cattle on a thousand hills. And as I heard one preacher say, he owned the hill too. <laughs> not only the cattle, but he owns the hill as well. So no, God doesn't need our tithe. No, he doesn't. So next question, I'm sure you're going to answer, why should I tithe then? If he don't need it, why should I tithe? Well, tithing is a way of teaching us that God must be our first priority. That's what tithing teaches, and that's what that's the reason why we should tithe because it's telling God that I'm putting you first. Okay, that's how the Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 22 through 23, which says, You must tithe all of your crops every year, bring this tithe to eat before the Lord your God at the place he shall choose as his sanctuary. This applies to your tithes of grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn of your flocks and herds. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. Deuteronomy 14, 22 to 23. So tithing teaches us to put God first, to make God our first priority okay when should i tithe when should you tithe we are to return the tithe to god first before we start spending money on other things proverbs 3 9 it says honor the lord by giving him the first part of all your income honor the lord by bringing the first parts of all your income and let me just deviate let me go to another scripture that I don't have on my notes since we're talking about tithing. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, which says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Number one, he's letting you know you, you don't, you're not serving a God that's a liar. I'll never lie to you. Whatever I tell you, I'm going to back it up, and I'm going to make it good. So all that other stuff about the tithe and the preacher still on the money, you're giving your you're paying your tithe an honor to the Lord, not an honor to your pastor. 
you're paying tithes as unto the Lord. So that means that if you're paying tithes as unto the Lord, if the pastor decides that, hey, he wants to do something, some evil with the money, he want to take the money and go do this and do that, I'm going to be honest with you, that's really not none of your business because the Lord is going to handle him. And as the Lord handles him, he's going to handle you. So don't think that, yeah, yeah, he's taking, uh, he's not really taking your tithe. You're really taking God's tithe. You got to remember that 10% you given to him belongs to him. But God says, and we're going to get to it, that if you, God's basically saying that if you give him the 10%, he's going to bless the 90. So even if the pastor was to take the money or do whatever he wants let God deal with him. Now, I recommend you probably need to go ahead and forgive your pastor, but you probably need to, you know, if God leads you, you know, go somewhere else if you don't feel comfortable, whatever have you. But don't start running down preachers like, oh, this is what everybody does. No. And you even need to forgive that man if that's what he did. But God is going to take care of you. Just know that. So even if he does steal the money, God going to take care of you. All right. Now, let's get back to it. Um, where was I at? Oh, yeah. I said, when should I tithe? And I said, we ought to return the tithe to God first before we start spending money on other things. Tithing really is a disciplined approach to living. Tithing is not something that you do because you're in a crutch. You know, God is not a slot machine. It's not, okay, Lord, I need this light bill paid. I went a little $30 over. So let me go and pay this tithe this week. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. No, this is not rolling dice. Tithing is a disciplined approach to living. So that means that when any income that you get, you know, that first 10%, you're just simply sitting aside. So in your mind, you're like, hey, somebody gives you $1,000. Well, you know why? I don't have $1,000. I have $900. Because, you know, off top, 100 is I'm honoring the Lord with it. Because if it wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't even have had received this $1,000. So that's what tithing is. It's an honor. Like, Lord, I wouldn't even have this job if it wasn't for you. So because you blessed me with this job or with my business or whatever legal means you have of gaining income, I'm going to honor you with this 10%. And God says by honoring him, he's going to take care of you. He's going to bless the 90. You'll, we'll, we will live better on the 90% than we would on 100 now, you might say, I don't really understand that. Well, we're going to get to that. Now, does Jesus endorse tithing? You know, we've been reading a lot of Old Testament. People have used that too. Well, see, that's Old Testament. Brother, every scripture you use has been Old Testament. Okay, well, here's some New Testament. Does Christ talk about tithing? Does he endorse it? Matthew 23, 23. Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint, and anise and coming and have neglected the weightier matters of the law justice and mercy and faith these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone so yes he talks about tithe in this particular verse he's really uh the people were tithing but they were forgetting some other stuff too but notice he didn't neglect tithe he said don't you don't need to be tithing you need to be taking care of the other stuff no he said yes you're tithing that's good but you're leaving some other things undone so basically it needs to be a balance yes you need to tithe but you need to take care of the poor you need to do this you need to do that and so forth that's what he's dealing with doesn't mean he's coming against the tithe okay 
And I believe it would be the same thing if they were not tithing, but they were taking care of the other stuff. I believe he would have switched it around too. But there's neither here nor there. That can be argued. But whatever. Let's keep going. How does Paul say the gospel ministry should, uh, is, supposed, is supposed to support? Uh, I messed it up. It says, how does Paul say the gospel ministry is to be supported? Okay, so people in ministry... How are people in ministry supposed to be supported? First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 13 through 14. It says, don't you realize that God told those working in his temple to take their own needs, some of the food brought there as gifts to him. And those who work at the altar of God get a share of the food that is brought by those offering it to the Lord. In the same way, the Lord has given orders that those who preach the gospel should be should be supported by those who accept it. So he's basically dealing with that. We have people nowadays that's in full time ministry. So their their income, their way of living is coming through the ministry. OK, now how local churches operate. That's how they do it. Some may use the tithe and do it, or some may use the offering or whatever. That's neither here nor there, but I just want you to keep this in mind. You're paying your tithes to the Lord. You're honoring the Lord. So the tithe does take care of things in a local church. Take care of your lights, takes care of the mortgage on the building, takes care of Bibles need to be purchased uh youth program so forth so yeah you're all you are seeing your tithing your offerings being at work in your local church okay but just understand the lord is going to take care of your house because you're honoring him and you should be praying for your local church and your pastor that they are using the funds that are being received in that ministry to the furtherance of the gospel okay now, returning the tithe to God helps us remember that he is the owner of everything. Okay, that's one thing the tithing does. Keeps in perspective that he's the owner of everything. Okay, Psalms 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and all, his, and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. God is the source of all of our wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18 And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. He didn't say he give you the wealth. He said he gives you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So God gives us the power to get wealth. He's the source of all wealth. Okay. God says we rob him if we don't give tithes and offerings. Yes, that's in there. Matthew, I mean Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? Yes, he was talking to the priest. Yes, that's in the book of Malachi. But look, I mean, the thing is, just keeping perspective. God looked at that like, yo, you're not honoring me. I require all I want is just the 10%. I need the 10% so we can get things done in the temple. But instead, you're choosing to, to keep that. And he Lord feels that you're robbing me. You robbed somebody because you robbed him because it's not yours. Somebody may say that's a bad choice of word. No, it ain't. It's, he's keeping it in perspective. Think about it. You robbed somebody. I'm 
it's a stick up. I'm robbing you. You're, you're taking something that doesn't belong to you. Therefore, you rob them. So that's how God looks at it. Because think about it. We read the scripture. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It all belongs to him. He simply just wants us to honor him with the tithe. Now, let's keep this in mind. Tithing, tithes and offerings is not a heaven or hell issue. So it doesn't mean that if you don't pay tithes or ever pay tithes, that you're going to hell. No, you still go to still getting in. You know what I'm saying? Without tithing. Tithing is a principle in the scripture, but God uses tithe really as a way of helping us and protecting us. So, like I said, we read early, he doesn't need it. <laughs> but it definitely benefits us as being his children when we honor him with the 10%. Another question, do I tithe when I'm in debt? Well, we should pay what we owe to God first. And God will help us take care of our debts. Psalms 50, verses 14 and 15. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high call upon me in the day of trouble and i will deliver you and you shall glorify me some people may not like that but like i said tithing is a disciplined approach to living tithing should be as a part of your financial plan so once you get your bills you get when you get your money tithing is number one okay 10 percent off top now look at the bills let's say okay well, it's, well, if I take that 10%, uh, it doesn't make help make my ends meet. This is where we go to, we read earlier, Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord without, let's go there. Let's just go there real quick. If you with me, go to Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter 3, look at verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Look at verse uh, 9. It says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now, that's why I read Numbers 23, 19, where it says, God is not a man that he should lie. Because look at all this stuff that he is telling us to do. Do you think he's going to lie to you if he tells us to trust in him? Lean not to our own understanding. Acknowledge him. He's going to direct our path. Honor him with the first fruits of our increase. He's going to make sure that our barns are filled with plenty. That is a promise to you. Do you understand that? No, you don't have to tithe. That's not an issue. You don't have to tithe if you don't want to. But this is just, I'm teaching this to show you the benefits of tithing and trying to answer some questions. God is going to take care of us. So when it comes to the debts, listen, we just, if you honor him, he's going to make sure you have plenty. And the lean not to not own understanding part comes in because you don't know which avenue the increase is going to come in from. But that's why he says don't lean to your own understanding. Just trust him and acknowledge him. Now, that's a hard time for people that don't trust God or don't love God. But I love him and I trust him. And you should love him and you should trust him. I know some have to get to that point because some never really let go and let God. We use it as a cliche, but that's a way of life. You really have to let go of things and let God handle it. But you need to 
get to know who the Lord is. And you get to know him through Jesus Christ, through prayer, through reading of the word. That's how you get to know him, get to know his character, get to understand how he functions, how he operates. No, you're never going to know which way he's going to come. But you do know that he's going to do exactly what he says that he will do. Okay. What if I can't afford to pay tithe? Well, like I was saying earlier, uh, in Malachi chapter 3, you know, God promises. Uh, Malachi 3.10 said, bring ye all tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. So he says that, listen, if you bring the tithes into the storehouse, he says, try me in this. It's the only place in the scripture where the Lord tells you to test him or try him in this. He says, listen, I'm going to pour out a blessing that you're not going to even have room enough to receive if you just honor me. So tithing, as we're reading this, you may have never tithed before. Maybe you've stopped. I've stopped. Transparent. I've stopped because uh, being a young believer, I was tithing and then I got a little older and then hard times start coming and then you start forgetting some things. Oh, no, no. Let me go ahead and put that away and take care of this bill. And I'm going to tell you, I had such a hard time. I couldn't understand where money was going and... I said, man, I just took care of the bill. Now, you would think that would be cool. But see, I knew better. See, we're all his children if you're in Jesus Christ. We're his children, right? Now, if you have more than one child, you know that all children don't need to be disciplined the same way, correct? So you're not going to discipline child A like you discipline child B. Child A has a different personality from child B, so you have to deal with them differently, okay? You know you're going to have some children watch uh, your other children because you know they're mature enough to handle it and if they don't handle it then you have to deal with them like a mature child you can't deal with the baby child like the mature child because the baby child is immature I say all that to say is we're all in the body of Christ we're all his children but he deals with us all differently he knows which ones know better some believe it or not just don't know better yet but I knew better so <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He had to deal with me accordingly, and I had to repent and, and get myself together. Like, wait a minute, I, I allowed so much pressure to come on me financially that I began to rob God of his tithes, and I never did that. But because I just needed this extra money, no, but I knew better. But that's what happens when I allow pressure to come on me, and I took my eye off the word and put my eye on that circumstance, or on that bill, or on just things going on around you. And I lost focus for that slight second. You know, when I second, but for that season, lost focus, focus on more money than on on what his word has to say. So I understand we all can get off track. That's why I wanted to let you know that I've gotten off track before, but I've got it back on track. And let me tell you, folks, what a ride it has been. God definitely honors his word. And he will honor his word with you. I'm no special. I'm not no special child of his. God owns all the money in the world. Haggai chapter 2 verse 8 said the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. So you don't own nothing. I know you say, well, I own this house. Hey, silver is mine, gold is mine. The Lord said he owns it all. Okay. God asks us to give voluntary offerings for his work. 
That's in Psalms 96, 8. Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring, excuse me, bring an offering and come into his courts. We should give to God's work willingly. Chap, I'm sorry, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, <laughs> verse 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Like we was talking about earlier, another question. What if I think the church is corrupted? Am I still required to tithe and give offerings? The temple practices were corrupt in Christ's day. But Jesus still recognized the offerings as for God. Luke 21, verses 3 and 4. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in all of the livelihood that she had y'all know that story the lady only had one mite she gave all that she had jesus took care of her what he tell the rich young ruler sell all you have give to the poor come follow me but because he was so he was rich so wait a minute that's all i had it doesn't mean that jesus wanted him to be poor do you honestly think that jesus would allow this man to go without did the did the disciples ever go without ever do you ever read in the bible where the disciples broke poor didn't have a place to stay they was out begging for food no you can't find it nowhere in the bible jesus took care of them why because they forsook what they deemed was important and followed christ that's the principle the principle is yo let what you got go what you think is important just honor me with it. the lord said just honor me with it i got you i own the silver and the gold we read scriptures we know scriptures in the word of god when peter went to go he peter had to go pay taxes okay he didn't have no tax money jesus said go fishing and the first fish as you that you pull up there will be some money in the fish's mouth and get the money out and go pay taxes for me and you. Once again, how could that happen? Because the silver is his and the gold's, gold is his. The gold is his. He put money in the fish. He owns it all. So for you fishers out there, you better start checking in them fishers' mouths. <laughs> all you fishermen better start checking them fishers' mouths. But anyway, it all belongs to him. So he can put... He can put money in the fish's mouth if he wants to. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying all this. I'm getting so ample about it because I want us, and I'm talking myself included, to trust him even more. Even more than you, than you trust him now. Trust him on another level. Ain't nothing like trusting uh, him with your money. Now, we can say we trust God all day long, but when it comes to money, even when it comes to people, I don't know about that. You trust somebody with some money. You trust them. You see what I'm saying? So has God ever given us a reason not to trust him though? So that's where we should that's, that's where we should really stop at. Because we see a lot, of, like I said, a lot of stuff, just videos floating around about preaching still money and all that, and I'm not paying no more, whatever. But has God really ever given us a reason not to trust him though? Honestly. And you already know the quick answer that no, nah, he hasn't. I'm sorry, Lord. It's me, you might as well just go and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I had to do it. You know, I knew the benefits of tithing, but a lot of pressure to come on me and I stopped for that season. But I, I already knew, I didn't even have to, it ain't take me, I didn't have to go on no fast to figure out what was wrong. I knew what was wrong, repented, and got the thing together. 
You can't outgive God. Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it shall be measured back to you. And we should give in proportion to God. We should give in proportion to the blessing God has given us. Deuteronomy 16, 17. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. Now, lastly, before we end this podcast, tithing is in the law. So if tithing in the law, that's what we was reading. I don't need the tithe because it was in the law. And I know we ain't in the law.